Sorry. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord and welcome to the gathering. As you can tell, there are little, some little differences that's happening here and hopefully it's going to bless you. Uh, it's already blessing me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and talk to you for a second. Then we're going to bring in our guests. I can see people coming in. I want you to do me a favor and share this broadcast. You are absolutely going to want to be a part of this. We have some heavy hitters, great, powerful, anointed men and women of God that are going to be on here. And you absolutely want to be on here. Um, not just because of the prophetic. You want the wisdom that they're going to give. As you know, the gathering is designed to teach, train, and educate those people with real life practical uh, questions, with real life practical answers. And so that's what we're coming with. We, we are going to be spiritual, but we're gonna give you the real deal. Um, one of the best parts about our show, about the gathering, is that it is the body of believers gathering together to empower you, to uh, impart to you, and to give you information uh, that we feel like is biblically based and based on our experiences as well. Uh, one of the good parts about it, though, is we don't always agree and we don't have to always agree, but we will always work together to build the kingdom. So I'm really excited about our guests. I'm really excited about you that are watching. Uh, I want to tell you about a couple of things that are coming up. We've already started our um um, Pat, we've already started Pat training already. So our Pat courses have already started foundations. Intermediate was yesterday and advanced is coming up. If you have not registered, go to Eventbrite, look up foundations or intermediate or advanced Pat courses on Eventbrite. I want to check online courses. People are from a, literally it's blowing my mind. People from around the world have registered. We have people who are registered and going through online because our time differences are so weird. Uh, from Africa to Australia, it has been absolutely incredible. And I am very, very, very excited about it. If you need ministry, you want more information about The Gathering or Pat um, or any one of our other programs, including our Inner Healing and Deliverance Seminar. If you want information about our uh, monthly Inner Healing and Deliverance Seminar, the dates do not change ever, ever, ever. They are set in stone. And if you have ever been through deliverance uh, at Evangel Christian Churches under the direction of Dr. Jerry and Cheryl Piscopal here at Walk in the Spirit or uh, at Breaking Chains Outreach Ministries, you can come and work and you can go through repeat. If you need more information, again, the uh, information is up with ministries at gmail.com. For more information about any of our programs, you can always shoot me an email at prayshipman at gmail.com. Are you ready? I see a couple of people who are already responding and jumping in. I'm very excited. Um, let's see. I can't see anybody, but I see people who say that they love Pat, um, but I'm excited about it. Are you ready? I'm ready too. First person I'm going to bring on is Pastor Stephanie Page. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, hello. Uh, my name is Pastor Stephanie Page. I'm the pastor of Empowered, co-pastor of Empowered Kingdom Life Ministries, along with my husband, um, Pastor Joe Nathan Lee Page. Um, and it's an honor being on here tonight. I am so very excited. <laughs> um, just to even speak about this subject, um, we also have um, a lot of different things that we're doing, um, including the Pages Speak, if you ever want to check it out. Um, Prophet Ray's been on there with us, and we're going to be doing it again sometime soon. Um, the page to speak every um, Thursday at 9 p.m. 
And um, I really don't have too much to say about myself. I love the Lord. I love the kingdom of God. I love the people of God. I believe in truth. I ain't scared of nothing and nobody. And let's do this. Saints, she's got a book available too she, that she did not mention that I just ordered and I can't wait to read it. <laughs> I can't talk about book. that. Thank you. I just released the book, um, the title, Gracefully Losing My Religion, A Journey to Love Without Limits. And the book um, questions um, where we are in alignment with the command of Christ to love and the things that interfere with the command and us actually walking in the command to love in power in order to show the world who Christ really is. So it is now available on Amazon um, and other um, different uh, Barnes and Noble. It's also going to be available on the pages speak. Uh, dot com and um, gracefully losing my religion. Go grab a copy. I believe it's going to bless you. Awesome. Next person I want to bring up is Dr. Charmaine Downer. Introduce yourself to us. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's such an honor to be with you all tonight. Blessings to the host and woman of God. Uh, my name is Charmaine Downer. Uh, the wife of George Downer, and uh, we have four children together. Uh, the name of my ministry is Purpose Driven Ministry. I'm not a pastor. I am a traveling prophetess that speaks, teaches, and trains. Um, I have prophetic trainings, deliverance trainings, and intercession trainings that I've been doing over 22 years now. I've written six books. And um, I'm also a licensed therapist, a clinical therapist. Um, and I think I think that's it. Oh, I have an up and coming school that's going to be launching this year where I'll only be teaching the supernatural gifts of the spirit. That is my mandate. And so I love you all. Mwah. Can't wait to get into it. All right. Next, we're going to bring up. Wait, how do we get your book? All oh. of them. <laughs> well, you can get my books or sign up for my trainings. Just inbox me on Facebook, Charmaine Downer, or Instagram me, Charmaine Downer 4321. Or you can email me at TD at gmail.com. All right. Listen, I, I've got a couple of her books. One of the ones that is the most impactful and has been the most impactful for me has been, uh, is it Travailing in the Spirit? Oh, travailing. That yes. book, listen, that thing will <laughs> set you free. It will, listen, it will get You'll you travail. Oh, it's an impartation. You'll travail <laughs> <laughs> until Christ is formed in you. It's good. It's really good. Come on, uh, Prophet Stefan Taylor, come on, tell us who you are, what's happening. Y'all, I met him. I'm in, just a nobody. Uh, clubhouse. Trying to tell. Trying to tell nope, I'm not dealing with you today. <laughs> Already. About somebody. <laughs> I am Prophet Stefan Taylor here in the wonderful state of Connecticut. I pastor Great Awakening Church. I am the lead shepherd of the Great Awakening Global Network. We are covering um, people, churches, and anything that needs to be covered um, under mutual submission. So there's no big eyes and little U's, but we are mutually submitted to Christ. Um, nice. I just am the shepherd there um, and offering my wisdom and, and amazing things. Um, I'm a part of something that's new. It doesn't have a name. And Dr. Charmaine is a part of it also. Um, and we go live on Clubhouse every Thursday night. Um, she did our inaugural session where we talked about spiritual mapping. And we have some great things coming up over the next few weeks this month. So join us on Clubhouse. Um, if you need an invite, don't ask me. <laughs> um, I got six of them. 
<laughs> so so there you go. That's who you ask. Because <laughs> they're kicking folk off the app now. Um, <laughs> this big piece of paper here shows that I am the adjutant general of the Community Churches of God under the um, leadership of uh, Bishop Michael Dinsmore, the apostle. So I've been with him for the last 17 uh, slash 20 years, 17 years as a, a member there and matriculating through Canberra ministry and all of that goodness um, and affirmed as prophet by that same hand and by that same man. And then for the last three years, I've been pastoring Great Awakening Church. So that's just a little history about me. Love it. And finally, we have Prophet Daniel Pringle. Amen. Praise God. Good to see you, Prophet Ray and everybody here. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's a real pleasure to be here amongst prophets, amen, to have a prophetic conversation, dialogue, amen, meeting of the prophets' minds. Um, Daniel Pringle, I reside in uh, Oklahoma City now, Oklahoma City. My temporary place became a permanent place, amen. So <laughs> temporary has become permanent now. Um, I've been in ministry now for 33 years now, um, 33 years. And I'm 33. Yeah, 33 years, yeah. <laughs> Been a prophet th about thirty. Well, I found out I was a prophet thirty of those years. I've been that I'm aware that I was a prophet thirty of those years. But I was ordained before the foundation of the world. But I had to go from ordained to be formed, and then formed to be shaped. And See, shaped to be set. Then I had to go shaped to be set by God, set in the church. So you go from ordained to be informed, informed to be shaped. Shaped is the outside. Formation is on the inside. Starting a lot of that informed, but they're not shaped. They're not shaped. Haven't been shaped. So you you guys will you guys will get to see Daniel really easily. All he needs is a match, and he'll set a blaze. I said he's starting something. <laughs> I'm excited about this conversation. We have had um, several people who have uh, been sending questions and comments. You know, what? I think somebody's microphone might be turned up a little too, or their speaker may be turned up too loud because I hear an echo, and I don't want us to to uh, interfere with the audience hearing. All right, almost. Let's try it. Well, maybe it's me. Can you guys, can you hear the echo? Testing, it sounds like a little bit of an echo. Okay, all right. Well, we'll keep going, and if it bothers us, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, so I've got several questions already from some people, and I'm going to just go ahead and jump right in. And so we're talking about the do's and don'ts of the prophetic ministry. In one of my books, I believe it might be um, Let Them Prophesy. It's a training manual uh, designed for trainers to train other people, and I think it has do's and don'ts in there. And I love the do's and don'ts. I am a man of rules. You give me a list and I am okay with that. Um, and so uh, in our operation of ministry, sometimes we have seen and heard um, how we could, um, maybe that's it. Is that it? Nope. Is anybody listening to the stream on another device as well? Um, so we have seen and heard some um, largely um, different, diverse activations of the prophetic ministry. Uh, and so we're going to explore some of that stuff and I'm going to it's going to be very organic and we're going to look at it. So one of the first questions that we got was, is speaking in a whole bunch of tongues necessary to minister and to prophesy to someone? 
who wants to jump on that <laughs> necessary no <laughs> can it happen yes and i think that is usually um an overzealous bubbling up prophet um who may not have had a, enough time in the personal presence of the lord but that can happen um but does it need to happen should it happen well should it happen you know i think that's an individual church question or answer but can it happen it can happen but i think as maturity happens it doesn't i had a friend um not to tell stories uh this early but i had a friend who every time she felt the prophetic utterance she would pass out so she would always pat she would always prophesy from the floor so i've seen very unique things happen prophetically um but there is now <laughs> sorry. an opportunity <laughs> one of my best friends at that but it's an opportunity to literally train and i don't and and this kind of answers a question of what do you train prophets in and so one of the things is how to handle the word of the lord when you receive the word of the lord especially in a bubbling up sense you do get very excited you do get very um however you emote that that experience and so that can come out in tongues that can come out with a whole bunch of thank you jesus's i, I know some thank you jesus uh, prophetic voices that after every word thank you jesus every word thank you jesus after every word thank you jesus after every word thank you jesus and so i think sometimes that's just an opportunity for growth and training but i'll let the more experienced voices go ahead i would say the same thing when i do my prophetic training the first thing i say is we're going to speak in tongues now because once we start prophesying, there will be no tongues. The reason why is because I don't interpret tongues <clears throat> in this setting. We're getting a word from heaven, so you need to speak it in the dialect that can be understood. If it's English, then just give the word of the Lord in English. And you don't want to give a broken sentence. Would you talk to somebody like, hey, honey, dinner is ready. Are you ready to eat? Did you enjoy the dinner? You know, you don't talk like that in regular, you know, interactions with people. And so one of the things that I train is just release the message and get out of God's way. But you can speak in tongues if that's what you desire, but this is how I train. Well, we know that um, in the word of God, in 1 Corinthians, I believe 14, it tells us that um, speaking in tongues edifies us, but it's the prophesying that edifies the body. It also goes on to say that if everybody's speaking an unknown tongue and someone comes in, that you're confusing people. So knowing that your position and how the prophetic is to be used to bring edification, as well as a lot of times to uh, allow people to know that God is speaking, that God loves them, and that God is sending a word to them for them to be drawn to him. We saw that with Jesus with the lady at the well in Samaria, how he told her all about herself, and then she then went and told the whole town, and that's how the whole town learned about Christ. So when you're speaking in an unknown tongue, it's for our edification. So again, I was trained, you do that before you go to prophesy. And when you prophesy, you're bringing the word to the people for God for their edification. And that's what you're being used to do, to be the mouthpiece for God. So let the tongues happen between you. Go for it. Daniel, what do you think? Huh? Um, I, I've got a, I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I just have a different perspective on things, you know. Go for it. Give like us a perspective. Well, first of all, um, you're coming from two different. Well, first of all, if you're talking about, do you have to speak in tongues first? Um, 
No, usually those people are building up their most holy faith. It's the prophesy that's building up his faith really to release the word. That's what he's doing. You know, we speak in tongues. But you have to differentiate though, um, because I, I don't train prophets though. I develop them. There's a differentiation. When we're training or developing, um, you're talking about two different things. We're talking about First Corinthians. We're talking about people of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then you're talking about, are you talking about a prophet? I mean, these are two different things, right? Because a prophet, you don't have to train. It's like, how are you going to teach a dog how to bark? <laughs> you know, they don't go to dog because if he if that's who he is, he know it's in, it's in, it's intuitive. It's intuitive. Your prophecy comes out of your walk, not out of your tongues. It's out of your fellowship. The first person prophesied was really was Enoch. Enoch walked with God 365 years old and gave one prophetic word. We have too many prophets that are talking and they're not listening. Well, so they have to. That, it comes out of your conversation. It's conversation with God. It's dialogue. It's dialogue with God. So. It really shows they're, they're, where they're at with God and their fellowship, their relationship with God. So we got to get, I think, more back to a really holistic uh, way of developing. You know what I mean? So um, instead of getting out of the head, it's into the heart. You know, prophecy I completely agree. comes out of the heart. This is the heart of God. You know, this prophecy is out of the mind of God and the, out of the heart of God. You have too many prophets that are prophesying out of the hand of God. So in our, in our trainings, we talk actually about that, the heart of God and the mind of God and being able to understand and differentiate between the two. The mind of God says, I would that all would come into repentance. The heart of God says, uh, this is how, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Um, so the, the what I want and the how I want it done. If my father told me, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they left this out here. Tell those people to get in here and get it done right now. Does that mean that I go out there and yell at them that way? No. Hey, can you guys come back in here and finish this stuff? I gave the same method, gave it away so that they would be able to receive it. And so does that make sense? And so when we start using a whole lot of tongues, I think everybody kind of said the same thing. Being able to communicate the word of the Lord um, is the thing that's a necessity. Uh, I remember, I know that there are times when I'll be prophesying. Uh, and I'll just prophesy the word of the Lord and I'll get excited about the word and then I'll start speaking in tongues and I have to remind myself, okay, this ain't for you. Give them this word. <laughs> this is for these people. Stop speaking in all of those tongues. And in our trainings, we do the same thing. No, no, pray in the Holy Ghost as much as you can because when it's time to prophesy, we need you to be able to edify the person that's going to be standing in front of you unless they're an interpreter. It's not going to work that well. All right. So here's another question. Should prophetic people be involved in social justice? Involved in what way? Believers should, should prophetic be. Believers. People... <laughs> prophets are prophets. Now, I guess you're talking about pro prophets are prophetic people are two different things, you know, but prophets should are prophets. involved in social justice. Huh? Should prophets be involved in social justice? They got the grace for it. If you don't have the grace for it, you got to go where your grace is at, you know? Not every prophet has the same grace. Not every prophet was involved with social justice. I mean, you know, they have different assignments. That's what I was going to say. If God has assigned you to that, then, and that's your mandate, right. then he's given you all the tools to walk it out. But if not, I wouldn't touch it. Do you think you could end up putting yourself in a position where you end up causing more harm than good even as a prophet that's not grace to it would they be able to still operate prophetically well you could but everything that we do 
is connected to the spirit world too. Mm-hmm. So if you get involved with social justice issues in the natural, you're also getting involved with whatever principalities, powers, rulers, wickedness, whatever it is that's actually connected to that. So you have to be sent by God. I think to, like he said, the grace has to be on for that because it's not just about the social justice issue. It's about the spirit realm as well, especially as a prophet. Mm-hmm. And they can be, see, they can be gifted. They're prophecy. They can be gifted, but they don't have the grace, though. There's a difference. They can be gifted, but they don't have the grace. Bible says to each one, grace is given, not gift, not the anointing. Grace is a grace mm-hmm. that enables them to do that. So a lot of people are trying to do something because they're gift, but they don't have the grace to. What does that mean exactly? What does it mean to be graced to do something and or gifted? Gifting, well, gifting is obviously the whole, gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. The grace, okay, grace has different faces. There's different faces of grace, okay? Mm-hmm. Saved by grace. Um, grace teaches us to deny ungodliness of the world of us. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. There's also grace that Paul said to each one is grace given. This grace was given to you before time began, it says in uh, Timothy. Grace and purpose was given to you before time began. Grace is the internal operating instructions that allows you to function within the office he's called you to do. You carry the manual within yourself. You're the manual. That's what grace is. Like grace that. provides the information to stand in the office and to function within the office he's called you to do. The gift doesn't do that, the grace does. So we've got a lot of prophets that are gifted, but they don't have the grace of a prophet. They've got the gift of prophecy, but they don't have the grace to stand in the office. They don't have the, I don't have the operating manual with them. That's what grace does. Grace allows you to perform the functions of the office. There's a grace of a prophet, grace of an apostle, grace of a pastor. I tried to stand in the, I tried to stand as a prophet in the pastor's office. It didn't work. You end up frustrating the grace. It's called frustrating the grace. Frustration is not through the spirit. So we end up frustrating the grace because we're starting to do something that we don't have the grace to. People, you have the uh, bipolar, like white, bi, just like two personalities. It's like, which one are you? Which, where's your grace at? You're standing in office, but your grace is over here. That don't make sense. <laughs> your grace is over here, but you're standing in this office. Maybe, are you in the wrong office or what? Go where the grace is at. Go where the grace is at. Get over your ego and just go where the grace is at. Grace is also the authorization from heaven. It is almost equal to the anointing when a grace is on you. That's why Paul said three times, can you remove this thorn? As in my sight, it was a messenger sent from Satan to buffet me. God said, no, I'm gonna leave it right there because my grace is sufficient. When you are walking in the grace, it's not like the gift. The gift is something that God has put inside of the believer, no matter what your calling is. The grace is the supernatural ability to do something in the natural that you wouldn't be able to do because you have the grace to do it. Now, you, do you see this question here? What if someone is gifted in the prophetic but feel they aren't sure what that really means? Hmm. How do you explain to somebody that they are prophetic and that how they're operating. I mean, we see this as trainers all the time. It comes from that place where people start to prophesy and then they say, oh, I can't do this. What do you mean you can't do this? You've been doing this for the last 45 minutes. It's so frustrating to me. So how do we explain to somebody that 
what prophetic really means, what a prophetic call means. Well, I'll jump in. When it comes to, that's why I said in the trainings, we make it very clear under what umbrella. Now I'm not talking, I'm not using scripture. I'm using words and terms that people can understand right now. Under the umbrella of the prophetic, are you prophesying by the spirit of the Lord? Because there's a certain atmosphere and climate that's provided and it's easy to hear. Or are you operating by the gift, the spiritual gift that's inside of you? Or are you operating by the calling? These are the things that need to be explained to people so that just because they prophesy, they won't think that they are a prophet, even if they're accurate, because you can be a strong intercessor or you could be a psalmist. And there is a prophetic gifting. Now, the Bible talks about gifts spiritual gifts and so when you explain those different scriptures to people then it makes it easier for them to understand if they have a prophetic gift and what that means and what level they have because everybody doesn't have the same measure as well when you have a, a spiritual gift all right let's keep going you mentioned about um if prophesying under the right atmosphere, so on and so forth. The next question actually speaks about it. The need for atmosphere setting or stopping everything in order to prophesy. Um, how necessary is it to set an atmosphere for prophetic ministry? It depends on its maturity. You don't have to have a minstrel, you don't have to have a minstrel. They only call for that minstrel when Elisha was standing before Ahab, right? He sent before the one that just killed his spiritual father. So his soul, his soul was, it's really about the soul because the spirit has to be filtered through the soul. So if your soul is at an unrest, then, you know, you got atmosphere, but they don't need an atmosphere. I mean, prophets are used to prophesying in dry climates, you know? We, we bring a different climate. We carry climates. So we don't need an atmosphere. We carry the atmosphere. We carry <laughs> atmospheres. We carry that, so we carry it. So, no, you don't need it. I mean, that's usually immaturity. They have to have that. Because now it's, it's really, in, what it's doing is it's ministering to their soul, really. It's what it's doing. It's ministering to their soul. I mean, I understand, but spirit, you know, the peace. Yeah. The atmosphere of peace. I think also what Dr. Charmaine said kind of ties into this, because it depends also on what umbrella they fall under or what uh -huh. they find themselves in, because I wouldn't expect a prophesier to um, be as well versed in prophesying as a prophet. Mm -hmm. And so a prophet carries a whole dispensation with them while a prophesier does not. <laughs> and That's so good. with us carrying all of this weight and having this whole angelic guard backing us, we're going to, like a prophet Pringle said, we're going to have a whole atmosphere with us. So I've preached without any music, <laughs> without any band there. And the Holy Ghost still had his way because there was a dispensation. There was a grace, grace for back at that. But there was a grace that was provided because of who I am and what I was born as. I was born as a prophet. However, when we have these people who are not prophets, um, and that's not bad, that's not a bad thing. 
that's not a terrible thing. And I, I, one of the things that I always try to instill is that if we had more prophesiers, I won't be caught up in so much personal prophecy. <laughs> but, but we need more people to understand that they can prophesy and not be prophets. And so um, for them, the atmosphere may be, may be almost necessary. I would take it a step further. Sometimes it depends on the recipient also. I've had some, some, some instances where the soul of the person um, and kind of piggybacking off what Prophet Pringle said, the soul of the person that I'm ministering to needed something to help them transition into hearing now what it is that I'm saying. And so I'll, I'll end there, but those are kind of some of the ways that I see it. I, I would give you, go ahead, woman of God, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is in regards to music being necessary in order for the prophet to go forth, um, I agree with everyone that spoke here and just, I don't know, just to keep it simple, um, we're in a constant dialogue with God. I, I don't, it's just a constant dialogue. Um, a word to, will come forth from any, um, wherever we are. We could be in the grocery store. You know, it's, it's not like there's going to be an atmosphere of worship that's going on. We have to be ready at all times, ready to bring forth the word of God. Now, as kingdom ambassadors, again, when we look at even the gifts that Christ gave, of of the of the prophet, there was a specific role for the prophet. It's a kingdom purpose. It's a kingdom purpose for the building up of, of the body and the advancing of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always going to be, uh, or you're not always going to have the um, the worship music and those things that sort of edify you, that lift you up, and make you feel a certain way. This is something we walk in in regards to the kingdom and listening to our king and what he will have us to say so that we can advance his agenda every day, all day. So it's not about, oh, I need to have this specific atmosphere in order to be the oracle of God. It's not like I'm ever off duty from being the oracle of God. It's not like I could not talk because the music is not right. But the fact of the matter is we're God's servants. We're his kingdom ambassadors. Can and wherever hear me? use us, in season, out of season, we have to be prepared to do that. So music, is it necessary? No. Does it sometimes, just like the others have said, depending on where you are in your, with your um, prophesying, there may be that you have to be stirred up in the spirit. That goes all the way back to speaking in your heavenly language. Sometimes you have to be stirred up in your spirit in order to go forth. But where the prayer is, that as we continue to train, as we continue to operate, as we continue to stay before the throne, you'll hear better. You'll grow up. The maturity will come, and then it's not a necessary. It's not necessary to get geared up in order to hear and go forth. No, Prof. Ray, I've actually done the opposite, where I've had to turn the music off because it was clashing with me. It was it was irritating my soul. I was know, about to say spirit, that. So I had to just. just <laughs> You know, so sometimes better without any music. That's the person that, you don't know who the person is coming out of. That person mm -hmm. is coming. Who's that person that's, that's releasing that sound? They might be contaminating that atmosphere. That's actually really good. No, I literally was going to say that because part of the question you asked about prophets stopping all the music it was in that question. And so sometimes, and more times with me than not, I've been distracted by the music. Yeah, and it, exactly. Uh, I, don't, I hope no one's watching that. I know, but it happened to me recently um, where I was like, ah. Let's just, let's just that. Let's lift our hands and worship it because that it, it's not a necessity, but it can be a distraction. 
And so, um, as you know, Proper Pringles on it with like, it could be the soul of the person, but sometimes it just doesn't sound good to me. And I don't know about anyone else here, but I have very sensitive ears. I've had sensitive ears since a child. So when you're just, you know, I call it shedding. When you're over there shedding <laughs> and you're just right. trying to have a good moment, it's not working. And so, yeah, oftentimes in a clash. I know that there are um, prophetic people that I know personally that I'm trying to figure out a way to say this, um, are driven, driven by setting the atmosphere. The atmosphere has to be set right um, in order for it to go forward. And every time I hear it, I try to find that grace. And then I'm like, but you're a prophet. We set the atmosphere. And if I know that there have been times when I've gotten up and I agree with both of you, uh, Prophet Stefan and uh, Prophet Daniel, that the music just was like, I, okay, do this. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, find the chord for it. Okay, great. Drums, do this. All right, now that's the sound of heaven. Okay, y'all play that and I'll flow here. Or don't do anything. Just everybody just, right. just sit back, lift your hands and worship. Um, I'm a, I operate in music. I sing, I play a little bit. So my ear is different. I don't need the music to set an atmosphere. But if you're going to play it, you better play it right. <laughs> and, and the, music never, the music should never override the prophecy. Right. The music should not be louder than the prophecy. That, that mm -hmm. really is, is it was louder, the tension. You can't even hear the prophecy because the music's so loud. It should mm -hmm. be supporting. Mm -hmm. Dr. Shami? Um, I was going to say one of the things that I say as a prophet. Now, if we're talking about prophetic vessels or prophetic people, that's something different. But I tell people prophecy is not something that I do. Prophecy is what I am. I was specifically designed to speak as a representation for God. So it's not something that I do. So I don't have to have a certain climate or atmosphere. Now, prophetic people, though, Samuel told Saul, Samuel prophesied to Saul without music. And without speaking in tongues, he said, you're going to meet a company of prophets coming down from the high places. And when you come in contact with them, Saul began to prophesy because they had a certain climate on them. Mm -hmm. The New Testament says in Acts chapter two that God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Then they will prophesy. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter 12 says the manifestations of the spirit, one of them is prophecy. So if the spirit is present because the atmosphere has been conducive, if you're not a prophet, then you may need that atmosphere. But prophets, this is what we were designed to do specifically. So we don't need an atmosphere. No matter where we go, what we do, and I had a friend that posted uh, something on Facebook about how we're always um, putting prophetic in front of everything. And I said, ah. everything I do is prophetic. Like my wife makes fun of me because I cook prophetically. Where I eat is, what I live is prophetic. Right. <laughs> Where I work, my career, the clothes I wear, it's all prophetic because listen, this, now they're going to think we're too extra super spiritual. Listen, so, oh, this is perfect. So 
The next question is, why are we so dramatic? <laughs> Not everybody is. <laughs> I was about to say your mama, but... Um... <laughs> I don't use theatrics. <laughs> the word by itself to shake your core. It shakes me to my core. I don't do theatrics. And once again, like we cannot forget, right? That that God is theatric. Like, like God has a PhD plus some in theater. Like he doesn't just like like we're still studying in science what it is that he was doing, and we're calling it the Big Bang. <laughs> like, right. like think about that. He doesn't just give us all brown trees. He doesn't just give us all bluebirds. Like, like he comes, That's he's good. vibrant in what he does. He'll cause a prophet to build a whole little city and then knock it over. <laughs> when you talk about the prophetic, you also have underneath the prophetic poetry. Come on here. Yeah. <laughs> Literature. You have songs that, that mm -hmm. yeah, you have other things that 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 the prophetic encompasses. And so, you know, I think uh, I'll I'll leave it alone because sometimes I'm a little mean. <laughs> You on to it. I will say this. Um, there are some times when God is speaking to you about a person that it does excite you. It'll make you happy about what God is speaking about their life. You are, you'll know what the impact is going to be in their life, and it'll make them, it'll make you excited. So it's not so much the theatrics, but sometimes what you're hearing from God that you know is gonna break off some yokes, you know, it's going to set some people on the path towards their purpose. Mm -hmm. Wait, your sound just went out. Can you hear me? It's yeah. out very distant, like robotic. Uh-oh. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, when you leaned back, it, 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 it took something with it. What about these people who are like um, picking people up, um, like it's WrestleMania or um, uh, adapting? Wait, he got one million views on that. Just for the he did. He did. Now, I honestly don't have a problem with it as long as it brings forth fruit. One of the um, taglines for our ministry is no tricks, no gimmicks, just glory. But I am a dramatic person in myself. And so in preaching, don't do that, <laughs> in preaching and prophesying, um, I can get dramatic. And so I have had to practice in uh, giving the word of the Lord, just giving the word of the Lord. And then I'll become excited and uh, animated and all of that stuff, because I know how dramatic I am naturally in my natural character. But I've even seen someone act out a prophetic word. And I that's demonstration. Yeah, yep. demonstration. I thought that was just so amazing. 
And it happened to me once. Somebody was like, hey, you were sitting at the table. And then they took me through <laughs> what was going on. And, you know, some it. would say that's more of a word of wisdom, but that still falls under the prophetic. And it was literally mm -hmm. amazing. I was like, okay, I believe that God is now speaking because I know nobody else was there. And he took me through the account of that and then explained and gave the direction of God from that conversation. Then what about prophetic interviewing? Okay, that wait, that's what I call it. Mm -hmm. When somebody on Clubhouse, Facebook, at church, and they stand there and you're called to prophesy or minister to them, and the first thing you do is say, so, hey, where are you from? Awesome. Are you married? Do you have your own business? <laughs> All right. Do you have any kids? Well, you know what? I really feel like the Lord is saying that he's about to do something in your family, in your business, and where you live. Like, really? What do you say about prophetic interviewing? That's what I call it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't see that in the Bible. They're guessing. They're guessing, not prophesying. I mean, you done got all the information. Right. <laughs> no. I'm going to be nice to that person, and maybe it's a prophetic icebreaker. And so maybe they need something to start their faith off. But we would have to also now look at what comes after. So in the example you gave, they prophesied about the same things they asked about. Let's throw mm -hmm. it away. But I've been accustomed to asking someone their name, and then oh, the prophetic yeah. word would flow thereafter. Absolutely. So, you know, um, it, it's, not, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a full-out interview, but, you know, maybe it's an icebreaker. Maybe it's an exchange to kind of let the person know that you, you don't come to, you know, do any harm. Because as prophets, as actual official prophets, we have a bad name. And this is why oh, so yeah. many people get up prophesying, talking about, I don't call myself a prophet, because they know people sympathize with that a lot more than saying, I'm an official prophet, and this is the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Considering the last couple of months, I could understand why um, I have friends now on Facebook that are declaring that on March 4th, we're going to have our new president is going to be put in, and that is the word of the Lord. These have been people that I have looked at and I'm like, why, why suddenly are you so far off? <laughs> like, it's just amazing. So I can understand why we would have such a side eye with COVID showing up and it seeming as if the prophets didn't know. We knew. We were prophesying. I was prophesying this thing mid-2019. And was telling, I was telling my church to the point where when everything started shutting down, um, some of my members called while I was at, I don't know, Sam's Club trying to get some food. Okay, let me tell you this, because as accurate as we can be prophetically, for whatever reason, sometimes we don't follow those directions. And so I was telling them, make sure you get some water, make sure you get some tissue, get your deep freezer so you can have it set up because there's going to be something that's going to shut us down. Like I told them, I can't see exactly what it is, but it's coming. I didn't go and get no water. I didn't go and get no tissue. I didn't do any of it. They did, thank God, because the saints looked out. <laughs> but sometimes uh, we have to look at the fact that because we started with being dramatic god is dramatic and there are things that kind of uh get interwoven and some of it is our culture i do the same thing hey what's your name and then i begin to prophesy the word of the lord um as a icebreaker or an introduction so sometimes people feel a little weird when it's time to start prophesying and ministering to people and you don't know somebody's name or have that kind of connection 
Um, speaking of doing ministry, what happens when you're at a church that doesn't believe in the prophetic? Now we're talking about the prophetic person, the prophetic person. What do you do? The pastor doesn't believe in the prophetic? Nope. You have to be respectful. And you have to submit because the Lord looks at rebellion and um, you will be judged. If he, if your pastor does not believe in it either, I, I, what I did was I went out and got trained and developed. I had to drive to other places and then I came back because I, I grew up Baptist. And so I just kept it to myself. And then the Lord said, it's time for you to move. When uh, uh, John Maxwell wrote a book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, mm-hmm. and the first law is the law of the lid, which is you cannot go any higher than your leader. And so if your leader doesn't believe in it, you got a choice. You have to see God. Am I supposed to stay? Well, then you go get your training and be quiet and submissive or you get to step in. <laughs> I think the question almost begs also like if you're invited in as an itinerant um, and they don't believe in prophecy or the prophetic. Can you read it one more time just to make sure? That's kind of um, speaking of doing ministry, what happens? Yeah. If you are at a church or invited that doesn't believe in the prophetic. Okay, because like, yeah, if we're invited to a church that doesn't believe in prophetic, number one, why did you invite me? That, that's, that, <laughs> why did you invite me? Because one thing that Stefan going to do is prophesy. Like, it might happen in the introduction, it might happen personally, it might happen for the city, but I'm going to prophesy. I, it might happen in the office, it might happen on the way out. There's definitely going to be a prophetic word. But I was invited to your uh, to your 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 group of, uh, of believers here in Connecticut, uh, the good old Church of God in Christ, and they did not believe in the prophet. But I asked, could I pray? Wait, that that church didn't. Listen, yes, which is church. not a part of the Kojic belief system. <laughs> that church. I was minister, elder, and pastor that day, but they would not call me prophet. <laughs> Literally. But he was really some old Kojic like paradigm because like they held hands and we rocked back and forth and we held our hands up. I was like, okay, this this is this is a little old school. But um, yeah, they, they didn't believe in prophets. They I guess they maybe would have been okay with prophesying, but they didn't believe in prophets. And so what I did was ask, could I pray for the people? And he said yes. And you better believe I was still prophesying. I was oh, yeah. on the floor <laughs> without my microphone, and I'm mm-hmm. praying and prophesying while doing it. Um, and. I got an amazing response and I'll never forget that day because the oldest man in that gathering came up to me and he said, you changed my life. Oh uh, no, he said, you changed my perception on young preachers because I thought you guys had nothing to say. Wow. Hmm. The power of the prophetic. Okay, so the question was, if you get invited to go preach and they don't believe or if Both. you're a member, okay. Both. Yeah, so as for membership, I agree with, there we go. I agree with Dr. Charmaine, but when it comes to being invited, which sometimes happens because we we, we kind of lie in our bios. We talk about we life coaches and motivational speakers and whatnot, and then they invite the motivational speaker. But, but God said, I ain't call you to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> so you know. Well, you know what, Dr. Dre Piscopo told me uh, when I didn't want my doctorate. He said, "That's dumb. Get your doctorate." Right. He said because you're a woman. And you're a prophet, and some people are not going to let you in on both predications. 
Mm-hmm. He said, as a doctor, they'll let you in. So I've learned to go in undercover. I, I agree with the man of God, Stefan. If you let me pray, oh, I'm going to pray prophetically. Oh, yes. And get them devils while I'm yep. praying. <laughs> so <laughs> it's undercover. Yeah, I agree. I do that. Now, I remember I had to preach at a, uh, a youth gathering of some sort. And uh, they were Christians, but they weren't operating in any of the gifts. Um, and so I had to turn to the lady because I was up talking and doing my motivational speaking kind of thing. It was like a high school thing. And I turned to her and I said, um, so I'm feeling this uh, energy. Can I deal with that my way? <laughs> and she was like, oh, sure. Awesome. Listen, the Spirit of the Lord says to you, this is quiet over here. I started doing deliverance. It was done. And then she looked at me like, oh, my God, you know, we don't really believe. I said, well, clearly God believes in them. So I'm not sure what to tell you. When I was, uh, I might have been like 14 or 15 years old, uh, I was invited to uh, an AME church. This is before they started hooping and hollering. It was real blessed quietness in there. And they invited me to come and preach. And I, I was standing there, I did my little talk, and then I went into ministry, and um, <laughs> I said, hey, well, we're just going to pray for some people, if you would like prayer to come on up, and they came and prayed. My wife now was my girlfriend then, um, and so we were standing there, and I stood in front of this girl, and I said something, and was like, come out, and I walked away. This girl hit the floor, and I was like, y'all, I don't it's too late now. It's happening. So <laughs> he's going to have to deal with it. One of the things that I told my superintendent was if they invite me, they know what they get. That's it. I have a question. Uh, several of my people from Facebook are trying to get on. Is your page blocked? No. It's not on his personal page. I just had to. That's why you keep seeing me look down. It's not. Where is it? What it's page on, is it on? It's on the it's Praying on. Ministries. It's on my, my, it's on my, um, it's on P Ray Ministries. It's on the Gathering, and it's on my personal page. I don't see it on the personal, but I see it on the Pray Ministries. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it wasn't public. They are trying to get in there. So if you, on your phone, if you hit Edit, it's public now. Sorry, yeah. Saint. Listen, I'm doing. This is brand new for me. I've been there. And if we were on Zoom. Y'all, all of y'all would be in here. And I kept looking like, it's only 10 people in here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> there it is. Now it's public. <laughs> now it's public. Okay. Ping down for numbers are about to double. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Saints. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude and in, interrupt, but. No, I'm glad you did. I honestly, I think this kind of stuff, these discussions are uh, <laughs> beneficial for those who are watching. I think they need to get them. That's I'm so sorry. There you You're absolutely right. I totally agree. The church and they're coming through. I'm so sorry. What is it? What is it? <laughs> so David, I didn't David want just said that he didn't want to say nothing, but that's going to be him with a pen and a pad and all over voice record, uh, <laughs> he gonna make sure he's getting it right. 
He is making sure. Now, David is actually going through our pet training and he's been doing absolutely awesome. And he, yeah, sometimes you run into people who don't feel like they're as called as other people. Listen, the prophetic is for every believer. Actually, that's one of our questions. Um, prophetic ministry on demand. Is that biblical? On demand. Yes. So if I call and I say, listen, I need a word or if, um, yes, on demand. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I got beat up for it because they're like, how can you just prophesy at the drop of a dime? And I, yes. <laughs> and so that, that's what you're kind of asking, because a lot of people and, you know, it depends on how lazy I'm being that day. But a lot of people are like, hey, give me a word right now. And I can. I actually can hear God because we walk and we're having a continual conversation. So I think it's very biblical, like, you, you, and we look at it from another aspect, but, you know, obviously we know Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus lives on the inside of us. We know that. But when they walked up to Jesus, he didn't say, oh, man, I, I'm not feeling miracles today. I, I can't do them. You know, he was like, boom, like, let's do it right here, right now. And I think that's the same thing with 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 being a prophet and, and then being innately prophetic. Like, now, what will change, right? So it's one thing when God says, go to Charmaine and give her a word. It's another thing when Charmaine asks me for a word. When you ask me personally for a word, I'm going to say it for me because I'm not speaking for anyone else here. Now, unless you said about your money or something, I'm just open to hearing God. And so this could be about your back pain. This could be about what happened last night in your house. This could have been about the person who keeps driving by your house. It could be about anything because the prophetic is just that large and God knows all. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it, it can happen. Like there's so many aspects to one person's life. And so a lot of people do write me on Facebook. Hey, can I have a prophetic word? Yada, yada, yada. Sure. But now I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to hit why ever you called me or why ever you wrote me. I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee that God is going to speak about your rebellion. <laughs> he might. Right. He might <laughs> but um, he can speak on demand because he's already speaking. There's already a conversation going on about you. I have a little pet peeve with it. I have a little pet peeve with it because it's almost as if we've been pimped out, like we're a genie. You can rub us and get a prophecy. And another reason why I have a pet peeve with it, I love to prophesy. Don't get me wrong. I love teaching other people to hear God's voice. But one of the things the Lord told me, he said, Charmaine, Satan doesn't know anything about your life. He's guessing. He didn't know which one of the children that were born was the deliverer. So wow. he had one of them killed. He says, so every time someone gets a prophecy, some information, because we prophesy in part, we know in part, there is a little piece or part of your life that God has preordained. It's released publicly. And not only is the recipient hearing, Satan is hearing. Absolutely. So we have to have more of an honor and respect, not just wanting words all the time because Preach. Satan gets to hear something about your life. And now, like Paul told Timothy, you got a war with your prophecy because now Satan can counterattack. He has something to work with, to work against you. Not that you should be afraid of getting a prophecy, but we need to have some balance and some respect and honor that this is God talking. These are eternal words from heaven about your life. And it's not nothing to be taken lightly. 
And if you haven't finished the last prophecy, you don't need another one. Listen, now you, I don't know if you know that's my saying. I, I, man, <laughs> I didn't know, but that's, that's me. Clubhouse. Uh -uh, that's uh -uh. me. I was doing a prophetic room on Clubhouse. I said, now, if you got a prophetic word this week, do not raise your hand, please. You just got a word this week. Look, mm -hmm. Sorry, prophet, right? Go ahead. No, you good, because I get inboxes every week from the same people. Oh, we need a word. Now, now I know you. <laughs> you ain't did nothing from last week to this week, except ask for another word. Now, do something that he's you to do. They want that basic encouragement, exhortation, edification. They want that very ground level prophetic word. But when you come to me, listen, now, whatever is on the mind of God is coming out of my mouth. And so that one of the greatest prophetic words that I've ever given was pick up your word and begin to pray more. OK, I was looking for something a little more. That's what he said. Pick up your word and begin to pray more. Are you joking? No, 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 no. Pick up your word. This is this is an instant download. Pick up your word and pray more. And, I, and, and to Charmaine's point, Dr. Charmaine's point, a lot of times God would rather you just go to that word and let him minister to you so that it can begin to continuously be private. Because when you get opened up, now when you came for a prophetic word and you didn't specify anything or anything like that, and then it begins to flow, you just now may have opened up the world, the spirit mm -hmm. to the next 5, 10, 15 years of your life. Mm -hmm. that, the attacks that come with it because the enemy is trying to stop your destiny stopping you from getting to destiny and stopping you from operating in your purpose he's looking for something to still kill and destroy and so if he knows nothing then he has no direction and like we've already talked he'll just start you know just throwing hitting doing whatever he can you know banging pots in the kitchen um to strike fear but once he knows where he can hit you at it's a whole different game and that's what he's gonna do let, here's the last question. How is the ministry of the prophetic supposed to be impacting uh, and working in the church and in life? That's a master class, but I'm gonna let Pringle take it. Um, first, of all, I wanna tag on the last one. Prophecy is never supposed to be a substitute for prayer. And that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to do. They're trying to use it as a substitute. It's not, it's not a substitute for prayer. Prophecy doesn't even mature you. There's no maturing value. Only the grace of the prophet matures you. So people are running after something that doesn't mature them. So anyway. Um, Good. I, so and you know what? Right. I, I got a whole word about the COVID thing too. They said that we didn't say, yeah. See, we had to come together because everybody prophesied in part, but we didn't put mm -hmm. the parts together. That was our responsibility. Mm -hmm. That's our responsibility because that's why the enemy is trying to not have us come together in unity because you got a part, I got a part, but when we all have their parts, we don't put a total composite picture together to present to the church. That's, that's why he's it. coming against the prophets. We got to come together in unity. Mm -hmm. Prophet Pringle, Prophet Pringle, nine years ago. I like you. I like nine you. Years, I've been there. I've been there. I came across a video of Prophet Pringle and I pulled it up just because I knew this day would happen. Um, it took nine years, but thank you, Prophet Ray, because you didn't know that you were, you were the connecting for this. And it was called Meeting of the Prophet's Minds. I don't even know if you remember, uh, Prophet Pringle. It was called Meetings of the, of the Prophet's Minds. I was up at like 1 a.m. nine years ago. And you begin to talk about how we have to come together as a cluster. And the oil is found in the, yeah, uh-huh. The oil the is one, found the in the cluster. One. And so you just tapped into that again tonight. And when we come together like tonight, the oil is found in the cluster.
I'm done. So, this is the new wine's in the cluster. He's forming clusters right now. He's forming these clusters. Clusters are formed. You can't force clusters. They're formed. They it's grow good. from the ground up. They're organic. They're authentic. They grow from the ground. And the new wine is when everybody releases their individual graces. That's the new wine. So what we're experiencing is everybody's experiencing the new wine of all of our individual graces. We have five grapes on here. So you can actually increase in the prophetic without any study more. You just become part of the cluster. You automatically get increased. <laughs> it's so incredible to me. It's, it, that's why Satan doesn't want us to keep together. Because when we get together, what happens to all of our individual noise? We release, uh, I don't even like the word corporate. We release in a cluster something that's so much more powerful than we do individually. That now you walk away from that, you automatically got bumped up. Listen, I am so glad that we have this specific group of uh, prophetic voices on today. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to have um, you guys minister, but we're going to be ministering specifically to, uh, I believe most of these people are either in senior leadership or leadership somewhere. Um, so let's have Pastor Stephanie, can you pray? And then I'll just start giving you guys names. Uh, absolutely. I just want to say something real quick and, and, and Prophet Pringle, oh my God. Um, when I was when I was listening to you, um, and I just wanted to say something, even when the, 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 the uh, question came up, the do's and don'ts of the prophetic, and the only thing that was really in my spirit is in regards to the prophetic, we have to get on the same agenda, which is the advancing the kingdom of God agenda. The main don't with the prophets is having your own individual agenda. And you can recognize those because you're prophesying for a profit. Um, you have to get money in order to get a word. Um, you're prophesying in order to increase your ministry. So you're driving people away from the ministry. You're manipulating people to do what you want them to do. That's outside the agenda of God and the agenda of the kingdom. So when you're speaking about the clusters and God bring, bringing up the clusters organically, when you come into the agenda of the kingdom of God, which is the will of God who is the king, you're going to flow together in that cluster. It's going to bring forth fruit that is good for the master not your own individual um, profit. So I just love that. Okay, hallelujah. Um, you said you wanted me to pray? Yeah, before, before you pray, um, if you go back, uh, I think it's in First Kings or Second Kings, um, after um, uh, all of the drama with Elijah and uh, uh, Ahab was about to go into battle, you guys remember this story when they got together, he called for the Bible says he called for his prophets. And he said, prophesy the word of the Lord to me. And they said, you're going to be great. You're going to be awesome. But then there was one lone prophet. He said, no, don't ask him because he never speaks anything good of me. And he eventually prophesied that he was going to die. One of the guys came and smacked him. And he's like, yep, just as, just as you smacked me, that's how he going to die. The interesting part is he called for his prophets, still prophets, but they were designated and regulated for his use. I thought that that was really incredible. Okay, go ahead and pray. 
Ah, glory to the name of the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, we just come before your throne today. Thanking you and praising you for this gathering that you brought together for your will, for your purpose. Lord God, I just ask that you use each and every one of us for your will, that we will all be aligned with what it is that you will have us to do on this night. There's nothing else I can pray, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in us, through us, for us, by us. Thy will be done in Jesus' name. First person is uh, Terrell Davis, Prophet Shermaine. Yes. I'm Terrell sorry, Davis. it blinked out for a minute. What am I doing? Prophesy to Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, how are you, sir? Um, the Lord says this is a system where I'm bringing you close to me, and I'm getting ready to change even your paradigm, your paradigm about church and about finances. He said, because I have called you to minister to my people. There's a counseling anointing that rests upon you. That's why people just come up to you and tell you their whole life story. And sometimes people vex you. But the Lord says, I'm going to give you a new grace for my people and a new love for my people. The Lord says, I'm also healing your heart because there's some things that happen. I see when you're about 12 years old, 15, 17 years old. The Lord says, I'm going to heal you from the scar tissue and remove the pain of the past. He said, I'm speeding you up. I see acceleration. The Lord says, I'm even doing a new thing, even in your mind, where it's been hard for you to retain information. The Lord says, it's going to be easy to memorize things, easy to, to remember things. He said, because I'm going to use you in the last days as a teacher to my people, says the spirit of the living God. Um, Prophet Stefan, Brianna. Brianna, Spirit of the Lord says, today will be the introduction of your healing. The Lord says that Going to begin to now rebuild you and he's going to rebuild you in his image the spirit of the lord says that which the enemy has taken from past relationships and past situationships he is going to begin to give back to you by way of prayer and intercession the spirit of the lord says that he's going to begin to now uh what i see is you on a on a bed and it looks like uh god is about to perform surgery and so the spirit of the lord says that he's going to begin to perform surgery and the first thing he's going to remove is the dagger that was in your heart um the spirit of the lord says that he's going to cause you to begin to now protect your heart so that you will not allow venom to pump throughout your body and hatred to pump throughout your body the spirit of the lord says that he he says that he's going to begin to give you now fresh downloads uh yeah fresh downloads and the spirit of the lord says do not be afraid to chronicle what it is that you have been through do not be afraid to write down what it is that you've been through for this will be another method that the healing comes forward. And the spirit of the Lord says that he is pushing you now into the uncomfortable places, uh, uncomfortable places in life and ministry. And as he pushes you into these uncomfortable places, the Lord says, embrace me and I will guide you for this is the word of the Lord. I'm trying not to be dramatic over here. Um, <laughs> Prophet Daniel, Eric. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Eric, I see you in a season right now of uh, the beginning of a transition, in the beginnings of transition. And um, you have to navigate your way through this very, very skillfully, very skillfully. Because there's something on the other side of this transition that you're going to begin to walk into. If you don't, abort the transition. The transition is developing something in you that you didn't have before. God's using this tight place. He's using this tight place, this narrow place, to put something in you that you couldn't get in the broad place. You're too open. You're too open. So he's put you in a tighter place. So the tighter place, the comfortable place is designed to protect you. 
and the form, what do you put on the side of you? So when you come out on the other side, you're going to be grateful for this transition. And so the transition began with an end. There were some endings that just took place. And how you process those endings. He's having to process some things in your soul. The way that you've processed things before was wrong. Wrong ways of processing. So he's teaching how to develop and to process things correctly, healthily. Yeah. He's bringing you to a place of wholeness. Sound mind. And through this transition, it lets you know that the beginning of the transition is actually the end of the previous season that you were in. That season's concluded. And now you're going through this passageway, this transition. Yeah. And when you emerge, there's an emerging. There's an emerging that's coming forth. There's an emerging. Something within you is going to emerge. What Christ put in you that was formed through this transition and a power that's going to be there. A pure power. Pure power. Not fake power. Pure power. It's not loudness. Power is pure. Praise God. God's giving you an authority in your voice. I see the authority. There's authority going to begin to rise. Your authority. The sound of your authority is getting ready to increase. It's increased. The sound of your authority is increasing. And your voice will be heard. Your voice will be heard. And everything was trying to come to distract and to distort the voice, to distort the sound that you're going to release. So he's got you in this season. It's like a Joseph in the season of transition. Just flow with it. Don't, don't fight it. Just flow with the form. Just flow with the transition. God knows what he's doing. Trust him. Um, I know you see uh, like that one. That's his, his fiance. He is completely confirming everything that you're saying right now. Um, Pastor Stephanie Shelton. Hallelujah, Shelton. I'm just hearing um, pivot, plant, then proceed. Um, that there's this, this ascension time and there's been some roadblocks and some things that have been blocking the path where God is desiring you to go. He says, pivot, just turn, get your feet planted, look, then move. He's going to take you up to that which you desire is in your heart. You can feel it. You sense it. You know it's there. You're hungry. There's a hunger <laughs> that I'm feeling, a hunger and a thirst for more, more, more. But you got to pivot. That roadblock, I don't know exactly. I don't know if it's people. I don't know if it's a situation. But you have to turn from that. It is a distraction. Get your feet planted. Then proceed. Ascend. And everything that you've been praying about is going to come quickly. I'm hearing momentum. There's going to be an increased momentum. Because everything that you've been hungry for, everything that you desire, is going to be a momentum. Pivot. Plan. Then proceed. All right. We're going back to Prophet Daniel. You're prophesying to Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Oh, oh. Brittany, I see, I see celebration all around you. I see celebration. It's like a time of celebrating. I see celebration all around you. It's like celebration. You're entering into a season of celebrating. Entering into it's coming into a season of celebration. Celebrations come after victories. Thank you, Lord. Yep. You just came through some victories. You conquered some things. You've got authority. You've mastered some things. The celebration. Praise God. Celebration. Wow. And the celebration is just, he's he's elevating in the celebration just as well. Promotion in the celebration. So I see it went through this whole season of some battles and you overcame, which gave you authority. And because you overcame now, because you overcame and got victory and got the crown and celebrate, now God can elevate. God can elevate. The celebration is the beginning of the elevation. That's it. Praise God. 
<clears throat> myself. All right, Prophet Stefan, Selena. Selena, for the spirit of the Lord shall say unto thee that the seven years of famine is over in your life and you are coming into seven years of plenty. But the spirit of the Lord says, as I bring you into this plenty, make sure that you plant correctly. The Lord is even going to open you up to investments so that you can begin to invest your money correctly this time. Spirit of the Lord says, I'm going to watch very diligently what you do with your money because in times past you have squandered what it is that I've given you. But the Lord says that I am trusting you yet again. And as I trust you this time, I'm going to begin to put into your hands what looks like gold. I'm going to put gold, things of value, in other words, into your hands. And as I put these things into your hand, you must begin to cause them to grow. I will treat you like that um, parable in the word where I give some five, some two, and some one talent. And the spirit of the Lord says, as I give you talents, I'm coming back to see if you will multiply them or if you will hide them. And the spirit of the Lord says, every gift on the inside of you, I'm calling for it to be used in this space and in this day. And the Lord says that as you hide, as you hide, I will even cause people to find you in hiding and you will have to begin to minister to them and you will have to begin to give them. I see you as a brand, like a project manager, a brand project manager. And the Spirit of the Lord says that you're going to have to begin to help people with their brands and that you're going to have to help people push them. And you're going to begin to even come along businesses and encourage them into the future. And the Lord, Atta, say, the Lord says to you from the future, (laughs) the Lord says to you from the future, come here come here from the future. God is speaking to you saying, come here. And the Lord says now he's causing you to begin to live now in the future, no longer living in your circumstance, no longer living where you are, but live now in the future, says the spirit of the Lord. Ooh, I feel like praying for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, what's her name again? Serena. Serena? Reem? Selena, like the singer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for this, your daughter, Selena. I pray, God, now that you would cover her. I pray, Father, now that you would strengthen her ankles, that you strengthen her feet prophetically so that she can walk through these mucky and muddy waters that you are calling her into. We thank you today, God, now that you're adding the wind of God behind her back. You're causing her to come into a new momentum. You're causing her to come into a new momentum. You're even giving her a quicker pace. I pray today, God, now that you would syncopate her heart with your beat, with your mouth, with your breathing. I pray, Father, now that her ear would be elevated and inclined to your mouth. I pray today, God, that you would begin to now move her in a plain path, but move her in your path. I pray, Father, now that she will not look to the left nor the right. So I even ask God now that you place prophetic blinders on her, that she may not look to the left nor the right, but only forward. I pray even now, Father, for what you're showing me as a muzzle on her mouth, that it be broken now in the name of the Lord Jesus. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, we break it. And Father, you show me a bungee cord. And Father, everything that's pulling her back to old seasons, old paradigms, and old mindsets, we break it, we cut it, we sever it now by the sword of the Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you today, God, that you're bringing her to a place of full freedom. Yes, God, to operate, to move and to be mobilized. I prophesy over her life and I declare this word mobilization. She is mobile from this day forward. And thank you, Father, for her life. We thank you for her future. We thank you now, Father, for her living. Uh, Yes, God, in two places at once. Uh, Yes, God, even in the future. We thank you, God, for her living at two places at once. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Uh, Prophetess Charmaine Ike. Ike, this is your time and this is your season. And I'm not saying that as a cliche because you have been on the back burners. You have been waiting and you've even said in your heart, God, when, when you've been waiting a long time. The Lord says, I give you back your words to let you know that it's me talking to you, son. The father says, I'm getting ready to pull you close to me because there's some things about the spirit realm that I want to reveal to you. Just like I revealed to my son, Paul, there's also about three books. I don't know if you start writing your books, but there's about three books on the 
inside of you. And the Lord says one of them is going to be a manual for them to use you to teach and train others. There's an apostolic grace upon you as a father to those that are, I, I see gang members, I see young boys. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you work at a boys club or uh, you're interacting with some young men somewhere, but it's gonna be like a Pied Piper's anointing that rests upon you. I even see people coming out of prison and they're looking for you. I even see your name in the mouth of judges because of your community work. You're a community man. The Lord says, I'm giving you this word to encourage you, son, that I am with you. And even the dream that the enemy tried to steal and even the dream that almost died on the inside of you. The Lord says with this word, I breathe the Ruach and the breath inside of you again to make it come alive. Father, I pray for the four winds, the prophetic winds, the same winds that Ezekiel prayed. Let them begin to come upon the man of God now, Lord God, that his dreams would live again. The Lord says, even the things that you didn't get when you were a young boy, the things that you desire from other men that were in your life and the things that you had to teach yourself. The Lord says, now that you have to have learned them, the Lord says, I'm going to make you a master of them and I'm going to use you to help many, says the spirit of the living God. And I don't know if you're married, but stay away from the strong woman, says the spirit of the living God. I mean, the strength woman the strange woman <laughs> not listen not the strong one strange one, <laughs> strange one. That's probably um, um here we go sorry i couldn't read my writing uh pastor stephanie cedric hallelujah i just heard the lord say that um that the assignment that was launched against you, hey! an assignment that was launched against you and that it's been canceled, um, it is canceled. Um, God is saying that um, everything that you have asked for, there is no more delay um, that was coming against you has has to cease because he has put, he's put up his hand and it's done. The assignment is done. Um, any doubt that you were having, any feelings of doubt, he says it's time for you to get still for a moment to allow him to heal every wound that you have received, every hurt that you've received. He says that he's going to launch you even um, beyond what you could ever even think or imagine. Um, I, I, I'm also hearing new territory, that he's taking you into new territory um, in order to um, set your foot down um, and really make an impact for the kingdom of God. Um, he says that, the, that, that you've also received um, some new weapons and strategies through your warfare that you're going to be able to use in order to heal others that are going to be coming to you, um, that there are many that you're going to have to pour into, and that the season that you're coming out of is going to bless many others greatly. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm, I'm calling him. I'm calling him right now. Yeah, you, you're going to have to watch the recording of the gathering. Pastor Stephanie just completely prophesied your last three months and the three months coming after. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> Audience, I'm sorry. That's my best friend. And the work, these are, this is the conversation that we have just had. We just had that conversation. Yes. I love the prophetic. I love it. I love it. Um, who was that? 
I'm so messed up right now. Um, um, uh, Prophet Daniel, I need you to prophesy to Raheem. You, I see you as the uh, almost like uh, Saul, like the least of all, you know, like David, like David, the smallest of the family, the, the least significant seemed like it was going to break through. But you're going to redeem the family. God's using you as a seed to redeem the family, turn some things around the family. There's, it's like you are, you are incubating grandmother's prayers have been holding inside and it's coming to a place of fullness. Her prayers, God is honoring her prayers. God is honoring her prayers and your life has been directed because she set a path before you. She, God showed her direction for you. And now that's why, wow, your course has been changed. Your course has been changed because God is honoring what he told her. And you're gonna begin to walk this out. You're gonna walk out what she didn't finish. You're gonna walk out what she didn't finish. And through that, <coughs> this is gonna bring a redeeming quality to the whole family. You're a redeemer. You're, 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 a, you're a deliverer. Like you're a deliverer. You're a deliverer. You're a deliverer. You're gonna bring deliverance to your family. You're gonna bring some deliverance to your family. Get ready, get ready for it. He's sharpening you up. He's sharpening. He's sharpening your tools. Sharpen the sword. Sharpen the sword. Keep it sharp. Keep sharpening the word. Keep sharpening prayer. Discernment. Your discernment's going to have to go up. Your discernment's going to have to go up. Praise God. Prophet Stefan, you are prophesying to Nicole. Nicole, the Spirit of the Lord shall say unto thee that it's time to declutter your mind. The Spirit of the Lord says that you have to begin to now learn to offload things. And so he, oh, so he, he begins to say, cast your cares on me for I care for you. He begins to say, take my burden, which it's light. Take my yoke, which it is easy. You have to begin to learn now to take your thoughts and begin to now cast them on him. The Lord is bringing you into this conversation about your own mental health. And he's saying, think on these things that are lovely. Think of these things that are of a good report. And so oftentimes you spend time thinking about the bad report. But Nicole, the spirit of the Lord begins to bring you to a place of thinking of the good things. And the Lord says, look around. Have I not brought you to a new place? Look around. Notice that things are different. And the spirit of the Lord says, as I've brought you to a place where things are different, do not become uncomfortable because you do not know the lay of the land. Do not become uncomfortable because you do not know what is going to happen next. The Lord says, begin to walk with me and to begin to trust me. I see in the realm of the spirit, Abraham. And so I believe that you're on a journey like Abraham, where you're now in an unfamiliar place, but the Lord is telling you to go. And just like Abraham, the Lord is going to begin to reveal the next steps to you as you begin to walk. He's going to begin to reveal the next steps to you as you begin to obey. And the Lord says that I'm going to begin to now uh, bless you with spiritual descendants. I'm going to begin to bless you now with spiritual descendants. Those that you will deposit into, they will begin to become your spiritual descendants and they will begin to carry out and help along with the mission and even the assignment that God has given you in the earth. And no longer shall you uh, tarry between multiple decisions. But the Lord says, I'm going to begin to bring these decisions very close, very close to home. And I'm going to begin to bring them with much clarity and give you answers even concerning them. The Lord says, know that I am the answering God. I am the answering God, the one who can answer your Hear this, oh, oh God, <laughs> the one who can answer your questions and your complaints. I see you in a season of constant complaining. The Lord says, I'm not bothered nor moved by your complaints, and I can answer those too, but you must begin to now show forth your faith. Yeah, I like that, show forth your faith. You must begin to show forth your faith, and as you begin to show forth your faith, you will know that I am God Almighty, for this is the word of the Lord. Uh, Prophet Charmaine, 
uh, Genesis. Genesis. This is, is uh, you know, names can be uh, male or female, is it? It's a female. Thank you very much. <laughs> Genesis, I see the father pulling you close uh, for I see you in a season of weeping where you've been really sad. Um, I don't know what happened, but um, the Lord says, I haven't forgotten about you, that you are on my heart and your name is written in the palm of my hands. And the Lord says that I'm getting ready to send some people to you that are going to love you the way you deserve to be loved because you're a lover of man and um, you have a big heart. The Lord is showing me your heart right now that you've almost given everything away and people have taken advantage of you. I see some daggers in your back where you have been betrayed. The Lord says, I'm going to heal you from that betrayal because it's caused you to lock up your heart. And the father says, daughter, that's what the enemy wanted you to do. And the, the Lord says, because I call you my love button, my love muffin. You are my uh, beautiful one. I have created you to be a lover of man. The Lord says, so I'm not going to heal your heart because I see that your heart is shattered. There's no way for it to be put back together. So the Lord says, I'm going to take that heart out. Like I said in Ezekiel, take the stony heart out and I'm going to give you a new heart. I see a heart transplant. The Lord says, I'm even going back into your, first of all, I'm going back to your mother's womb because sometimes you feel like the black sheep. You feel like you're not really that important. I see when you're five years old, you're eight years old and some things happen to you that really devastate you and caused you to be very disappointed. The Lord says, I'm healing you in those areas. And then I see you around some mean girls in middle school and high school. The Lord says, even in uh, your, your, uh, your, I don't know how old you are, but I see you between the age of 20 and 35. And uh, there's been some very treacherous people that have come in contact with you. I see you taking clothes out of your closet and giving it away. I see you taking food out of your refrigerator and giving it away. And you say, God, I just can't seem to get back what I give. And I'm tired. I'm tired of giving. But the Lord says, have not I blessed you? Have I, haven't I kept you? Because I promised I would give seed to the source and I would bless those that are giver. The Lord says, so I'm going to prove to you, daughter, I'm getting ready to open the windows of heaven. And there is going to be such a blessing that is poured out upon you. And it's not just financial, financial, although there is a financial blessing coming to you, but there is getting ready to be such a blessing poured out upon you. I don't know if you're looking at a house, if you're looking to buy a house, I don't prophesy houses and cars, but I see a house. The Lord says, I'm going to bless you just because. And the Lord says, the dream, the house that I put in your dreams, that's the one that I'm getting ready to give you. I don't know if it's two or three car garage. I don't know how big your dream it was. But the Lord says, just wait, daughter. Know that I am with you and I am for you. And the Lord says, yes, I've called you to preach the gospel. So I want you to go back to the drawing board. The Lord says, deal with the hardship like a good soldier, for I have been training you. The Lord says, now I am promoting you says the spirit of the living God. My God. Um, uh, Pastor Stephanie, you're prophesying to baby Ryan. He's a baby in real life. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, right now, can I just speak over him? Can I just pray? Mm -hmm. okay, hallelujah. Father, right now I come and I lift up baby Ryan. 
and I speak, I speak, I speak blessings. I hear the Lord saying that there is <laughs> that there is an anointing, and that this 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 baby is going to fill in um, some sparse places. There are some places that. Um, that he's needed in, in regards to heart and love. That around him there was some broken heart, some broken hearts, and God has placed him in this place in order to fill up that place that was empty and fill up this place that was um, that was sparse. And that there's a lot of love um, that he's going to give. That's actually going to bring forth healing. There's going to be a healing of hearts where he is. And that that whole anointing is going to continue on in his walk, that even as he comes across lonely people or he comes across um, people that are hurting, that there is a healing virtue that's going to come forth from him to heal hearts because he was he was put here as a healer and a blessing. And I just I literally see this, this the just light just pouring forth out of him with even his smile, his kick. It's just a joy um, wherever he is. And there's some, like I said, it was a dark place that he's brought light to. And there was an empty place that he's brought feeling to. So I just want to thank God for you, baby. Ryan, bless you, keep you for the steps. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. Continue to walk in love. Continue to walk in peace for God has called you to be a healer of hearts. Um, Prophet Charmaine um, Shea. Shay, this is a new beginning for you. This is a new time. The Lord says no more hiding in the back, no more hiding uh, behind the scenes. And you, you say, well, I, I, you know, did they need help back here? And I'm good with this. The Lord says, no, I'm calling you to the front because there is a deliverance mantle that rests upon you. The Lord says, and the things that you have made it through, the father says, I now give you the badge and the, and I'm authorizing you from heaven to go and help others get free. Now I see you uh, doing a women's group. I don't know if you are, have you thought about it or have you started it yet, but the Lord says, do not be afraid of people's faces or their opinions because I have definitely called you to help women. The Lord says, you begin to start this group. My grace is going to be sufficient. You don't have to worry about what you're going to preach, the how you're going to put it together. The Lord says, I'm going to give you witty inventions. And I ask, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you're a business person, but I see a business this mantle that's resting upon you. The Lord says, I will give you the power to produce wealth. I'm giving you that uh, witty invention. I see three witty inventions. And I also see a book telling the things that you made it through because you made it out of the depths of hell. I don't know if um, I see people in your family that uh like the spirit of addiction has really grabbed hold of your family and the enemy has really tried to put the, the men in your family in prison or get them killed or get them in gangs. The Lord says, I give you this word to let you know that I've been hearing the cry of your heart and the prayers. Your arms have come up before me. And so the Lord says, yes, I'm going to answer your prayers. I'm going to save your family. There's evangelistic anointing that rests upon you. The Lord says in the days to come, I'm going to give you such witty inventions to get people saved. It's going to be a ease for I said those that win souls are wise and there's a wisdom that I'm releasing on the inside of you I don't know how old you are but I see the wisdom of an 80 year old the Lord says so get ready for I am surely backing you in this season says the spirit of the living God uh, and I heard the Lord say don't worry about what 
uh, position or uh, belittling yourself or feeling as if you're going to outdo your husband. The father understands your heart towards your husband. And uh, I'm not even sure if you're as clear as uh, you need to be as it pertains to how your husband feels about you. There is such a push that he is about to give you. He wants you to go forward. He wants you to be on a pedestal. He wants to see the greatness that God has put on the inside of you because you are his fruit. Um, there is such a grace on him in order to um, uh, 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 prune you, if that makes any sense, like a tree. Uh, his coming into your life was not something that you guys just met and fell in love, but this whole time for him uh, and you two has been such a grooming process and a maturing process. And in this next season, you're about to see this whole new man start to emerge because he's going to be pushing you. Thus, there's going to have to be something that's going to be different with him. The father says that I've called him even to areas of ministry that he has not understood and that he has not known. The father says, even in this next season, you're about to see uh, this incredible prayer um, warrior. This, this, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I just saw like um, uh, gladiators. I saw him like in this gladiator whole outfit ready to fight um, because there's such a warfare that you're about to go through. And it's not like uh, it's going to be like scary or anything like that. It's because you're already graced for it. Everything that you need is already on the inside of you. The tools that you need, they're already on the inside of you. And the father says, I'm just going to start pulling the tools out of you that I need. And he is one of the tools. So trust what I'm doing in this season, because the Lord says that uh, the areas of intercession that you have been praying for, God says he's heard you already. There's greatness about and it's going to hit. It's going to go boom, boom, boom. It's going to happen so quick. So trust him in this season, because the father says that I am moving greatly for you, says the Lord. We have one more. And that is is uh, Prophet Daniel. Can you prophesy to Kay Vaughn? Today is his birthday. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Mute it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is it, you said it's his birthday? It is his birthday. How old is he? No, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a leading question. I was just... <laughs> has nothing to do with the prophetic nothing. <laughs> It's okay. I know. I know. It's because we talked about it, right? Right. <laughs> no, but really, this is a, this is like your birthday card from heaven. It's like your birthday card from heaven. On this day, on this day, your purpose entered into the earth. On this day, the earth received what God put in you before time began. On this day, we activate your next. On this day, there's like an envelope that's being opened up on the inside of you, an assignment that God placed in you before the beginning of time is now going to begin to make sense. Now it's going to begin to make sense. Things are coming into understanding. God's sharp. Your focus, your focus, your focus. He is, your focus is coming into view. Where things were just blurry in your life, God says, I'm bringing you into a place of refinement, 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 refinement. He's refining, he's redefining, he's redefining, and then refining. You go, when you had to go through some refining, refining was the fire, but the redefining was the external structure of the, after the fire. After the fire came the redefining. So he's redefining who you are. You're being redefined by God. You're not defined any longer by your passion. You're not defined by your uh, previous circumstances or even relationships or failures. God said, do not allow the failures to define you. No. Allow his word to define you. So on this day, the Lord celebrates and rejoices over you. He's rejoicing over you. Glory to God. He's rejoicing over you. And he said, you're at the beginning. You're at the beginning. You're at the beginning. You're at the start of the beginning. You're at the start of the beginning. And I hit the start button. That's getting ready to actually... It's activating you with an acceleration. Yeah, because you lost some years. You lost about two, three years. I see you lost some years. Wasted years. But God's going to recoup those years by bending time. And those years that were wasted, the harvest in the last years will meet you in the next years. 
says the Spirit of the Lord. Yep, there's a bending, there's a bending, there's a bend, there's a bend. God's bending time. He's bending time. So the waste of the years is now, wow, the waste of years, he's converting the waste of years to invested years. Wow, the wasted years have become invested years by the tears that you sown. Tears converted the years. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. My Thank God. You, Happy birthday. <laughs> okay, so this last one, um, I want you guys to, it's not a person, um, but it's the ministry. It's two ministries. So whoever has the... Uh, Whoever has the word can give it. One is Wits and the other one is P. Ray. Say the first one again. Wits, W I T S. Okay, I'll go. Everybody else stirring, so, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with P. Ray and Wit, right? Wit, yep. So I hear the Lord saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I hear the father saying uh, for P. Ray that, no, I will make you a leader of leaders. There's already been a lot of people that have been drawn to this ministry that need to be developed as leaders. The Lord says now the apostolic edge will begin to become stronger and stronger where you will understand when they come in, who's going to stay and who you are to train, equip, and release. The Lord says, and I don't know if you start doing ordinations, but that's coming where you're going to begin to ordain people, especially those that have been held in bondage and locked down, who have sh who should have been released a long time ago. The Lord says, you will know them. The Lord says, good job for looking at fruit and not just gifts because this is one of the main things about this ministry that you love to develop. And that is a criteria before you release people and sanction them and put your hand, your stamp of approval upon them. The Lord says, I am um, doing a new thing even for you because you've been sowing and you've been giving and it's, it's, you're not burnt out, but you're, at, you're almost at the cusp at that place where you're like, God, is there anything for me or is there anyone for me? The Lord says, yes, I even have some people that will come and that will celebrate you and that and they have a higher anointing and a higher glory. And the Lord says, the reason why I'm sending them is because I'm moving you from the anointing to the glory. That is the climate and the atmosphere that you will begin to live under and that you will begin to display. The father said, I said I was going to come get you and I was going to bring you to heaven and see some things and tell you some secrets. He said, because you have made your heart so pure before me. So I give you back this word to let you know that I'm going to keep my words as the spirit of the living God. And um, I just wanted to prophesy to you uh, personally, Prophet Ray. Uh, because one of the things that I was sitting here trying to hold on to and didn't know this opportunity would come, but um, the Spirit of the Lord says he's moving you into the political side of church, the side that you hate. He says he's going to move you into the political side because you have to affect the change from above. 
And so the side that you hate, the Lord says, I have to usher you into it so that you can begin to affect change from above. And I was sitting here and I was like, is this natural politics? But no, it's church politics, literal church politics, where your prophetic words will have to now be carried out through the legislation of the church. And so the Lord is going to move you into that and he's going to even grant you through um, your prayers with a higher seat. Um, it, it's not the seat of a bishop, but it is a higher seat where you'll be able to affect change and you'll be able to begin to now um, do some things. But the Lord says, don't even stop there because there will be an elevation thereafter. Um, and however that looks for you is up to you and what you begin to now understand about that assignment that God has given you. The Lord says, I will send you into boardrooms as my, uh, as my, as my, as my fixture. And what that is, is that's the thing that people don't pay attention to, but it's there and you'll be the fixture, but you'll go in, you'll collect information and you'll begin to go out and pray. You'll come back in, they'll ignore you. You'll collect information, you'll go back out and pray. But then after you do that, after you do that for a season, the Lord's going to have you to begin to speak in these same very meetings. And when you speak, they're going to take notice that you are speaking by unction of the Holy Spirit. And they will begin to even trust you now with the curriculum. Hallelujah. They will begin to even trust you now with the curriculum that you will be able to institute um, in certain areas. It'll start off small, then they'll trust you with a few more, then it, uh, then a few more. Um, and I see this um, almost like regional, jurisdictionally, as you'll begin to begin to now do this um, for them because you said, ha. <laughs> You said, I see you guys underdeveloped, and it's, can I use your words? It's pissing me off that you guys don't see the need in this area, and I don't know how you don't see the need in this area. We have moved so far against away from the goalpost, and so the Lord says, I'm going to use you to now usher the whole ship back to me. I'm going to use you to bring them back to me. Ah, and the Lord says, I will even use you to bring um, about a change in the areas of idol worship. You've seen it, and the Lord says, I haven't caused you to leave it because I'm calling you to change it. And the Lord says, bring the whole ship back to me. Steer the whole ship back to me. Uh, make me, a, be, again, the focus of the worship, for this is the word of the Lord for you. Can I also add on there that the Lord has caused you to build, to be a, to build, a, uh, to build a bridge through the gap. You're filling a gap. You're filling a gap. You're filling a need. You're filling a gap. You're filling a gap. God left you there. When you tried to leave, he left you. You had to stay put. And God's used you to develop. You're, you're in the beginnings of training, so that's going to change the whole system. You carry the system within yourself. And the system now is you took it out of the church and onto the streets. You're taking the prophetic out of the church and put it on the streets in the hands of practical people, teaching people practicality. The practicality of the practicality of prophecy. The practicality of prophecy. And they're gonna begin to notice, they're gonna begin to see the fruit, they're gonna begin to see increase. Other uh, invitations are gonna begin to come to go begin to train their congregation, their people. Get ready for trainings. <laughs> you're in the you're in the middle, you're making the model. God is using you to make the model. You're becoming the template that you were looking for that you couldn't find. You're becoming the template that you were looking for that you couldn't find. So this, temp this template, this template, this template is being, it's being customized. It's a customized template. You'll even be able to go into other churches and customize the template for them. Uh, customized training for the congregations. It's, it's going to be customized. And that's all going to hear of it. They're going to hear it. The, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear the fruit. Fruit has a sound. They're going to hear the, they're going to hear the sound of fruit. They hear the sound of faith. They're going to hear this. And that's what's going to be the calling card that's going to say, how did you get these people to this place? It's like in a duelum where they took 400 people that were in debt and discontented and frustrated with church. But he turned them. He turned them into David's mighty men of valor. It took place in a cave, in a dark place, in a cold place. It went in church. It was in a cave. God said, you're training warriors. You're training warriors for battle. You're training warriors. Prophetic warriors. I just streets. hear the spirit of the Lord saying that everything that you've been through is to prepare you for what's next. The opinions of people don't matter because you've already been through the fire. 
the the acceptance of people doesn't matter because you've already been rejected. That that all of those things that matter to other people don't matter to you because he was forming you for his use for the advancement of his kingdom to take territory that others are not able to take, but that you're gonna train up warriors. You're gonna pour oh God, you're gonna pour out the new wine those who are dried up on the streets. You're going to give the equipment to those who have been hiding in caves because they couldn't deal with the persecution of just speaking the word of God. You're going to give them the shield to go up against the fiery darts of the enemy and against the systems that are here to allow the full word of God to break forth. But you are not afraid. You've already been through too much. I said, you've already been through too much to be scared or to go back or to hold back. He's already brought you through too much for you to ever slow down now. God is also saying that he's going to send you help. He's going to bring people alongside you that he's also been trained to oh, God, that he's already been training up, that people may not know their name, but they want the same quality that is a whole army a whole army that are going to bring a whole shift to the direction of things. It says, and you see, you see on the horizon, you see the light on the horizon. And he says, just he's already got your arm. You're already dressed. He, he's already, you got dressed in the dark. You got dressed <laughs> in the dark by God. Hallelujah. That you will be able to walk in the light, already equipped, already dressed, ready to go. And and the love, mm, the love that he's poured into you is going to shed light to a lot of dark places, dark places that a lot of people ain't going to want to go. But not only will you go, but you're going to send people in also to go. It's like you're going to go into the room, set up a light, and then bring somebody in to keep it shining. And then you're going to keep on going. Hallelujah. So it's awesome work that God's going to do. Um, just transformational work. That's what I'm here. Transformational work. Glory to God. I have a word for wit. You said wit. W-I-T-S. That's walk in the spirit. Okay. Walk in the spirit. Um, I heard women in training. Women in training. And when I heard that, the Lord began to show me people donating makeup. And when I saw that, um, the Lord said that you all or whoever is over this women in training is going to teach young ladies etiquette. Teach them how to be a young woman. There'll be spiritual trainings, but I see the natural being taught. And um, I also saw a house. A house, I, I, I don't know if you are thinking about putting women in a house or <clears throat> the homeless in a house or young mothers in a house. Uh, and then I saw this as well. Well, I heard this as the Egyptians gave to the Israelites as they were leaving out, gave them jewelry and gold and everything that God's going to use the world to give wit what it needs to serve the community. And this is the last thing I heard, and this is for Wit and for P. Ray, that you all are getting ready to focus on evangelism.
Yes, Lord. I'm the host. I'm not supposed to be going through all of this. <laughs> I thought y'all was going to give me a quick little cute little word. <laughs> Woo, savior, if I could show you the big box of uh, um, cosmetics and cleaning materials and stuff that right. we've been collecting. Um, I was just telling my deacon the other day that I want this apartment building so we can put people in it. Um, I saw it. I'm already on the COC board. Um, the Lord spoke to me about doing, um, getting more involved in the politics of the church. And I told him, no, we are not doing that. <laughs> 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 I'm doing regular politics. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Church people are crazy. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, just everything. Um, yep, I'm glad it's all recorded. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 Prophet Daniel, we can't hear you. Wits to wits. I heard two things. Um, worship in the streets. W-I-T-S, worship in the streets. Take a worship in the streets. <laughs> worship in the streets, that's right. That's good. Take a worship in the streets. Worship and the worship also worship is in transition. WIT is worship is in transition, so it's in transition, but it's worship in the streets. You're transitioning into the streets. Yep. Taking the sound to the streets. But it's more than the sound, though. It's the life, it's the it's the sound of life. It's the sound of life. It's the sound of life that you're living, not the sound of an instrument. You are the instrument. You're the instruments. That's the sound he's taking. That's the worship he's taking to the streets. Worship in the streets. I see worship in the streets. I see worship in the streets. And the sound is going to draw. The sound is going to draw. The sound is going to draw. Listen, in 2018, in 2018, the Holy Spirit told me to set up two things, um, to, to take our service outside, to literally take our service outside and to uh, set up, um, what are those things called um, when you have like church in the house? What is that? Um, several of them, um, church, house churches, we're just called house churches. Cell groups? Cell groups, yeah. To set up cell groups at home, I don't know why. <laughs> we can, oh, I'll that. <laughs> to set up cell groups. This is in 2019. And I thought about it and then I was like, no, it'll be too hot. And he kept telling me, do it, do it, do it. And so we got to the place because of, uh, COVID, we never shut down. Literally, all our stuff outside. At first, I was just standing outside and I was just preaching and just prophesying to people that walked by and people sat in their cars. And then I took the entire sound system out there and the keyboard, the drums. We did praise and worship. And we started doing deliverance and prophesying to people on the street. And so we did that as long as we could. And then we came back in, still doing the whole mask and stuff like that. And I just heard and told my wife, I cannot wait until the doors open again for us to be able to go out and minister to those people because people aren't going into the church. And I love doing evangelism, watching the same, the people that you pour into. Like I have been, I'm standing there preaching the gospel 
And I'm not like preaching church stuff. I'm preaching Jesus and him crucified, him a miracle worker, him a savior. And as people walk by, I have my church members running into our food pantry, bringing food back, taking people down the street. Hey, 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 I have to pray for you. Prophesy to them. They actually stopped traffic and started handing out communion and praying for people. So y'all, this, this day just left me. I'm getting text messages. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God. What is, what is the final word? What is the final word to the body? Submit. Unify. Unify. I hear strength is being released and come close to me. Yes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's the one I hear most prevalent. Um, also without prophet race permission <laughs> um i want the word of the lord for great awakening church um you know we I, I i'm amazed to be the baby in this um situation and i'm the pastor of great awakening i tried to sneak it to him but he didn't see it so um <laughs> i'm just gonna write out ask for the word of the lord for great awakening church amen oh, God. great awakening church um, I'll go. The Lord says, son, uh, I've raised you up for such a time as this. And the Lord says, I knew that I could trust you during COVID-19. The Lord says, now I'm beginning to expand and increase you. And that acceleration that you have been feeling like you, you that move, we got to move. We got to do it. We got to do it. The Lord says, I'm getting ready to increase that as well. The apostolic anointing upon your life, the Lord says, I'm increasing that. I just see so much increase in so many areas. The Lord says, I'm getting ready to build up the evangelistic apartment department uh, in the house. And I'm going to begin to send those that are mature and those that are ready and those that have an understanding of how to function and how to flow as a team. I see uh, prophetic teams. I don't know if, what you have in your house, but I see prophetic teams. I see counseling teams. I see um, uh, uh, deliverance teams. And I see, see intercessory prayer teams. I also see a training for teachers, teaching them how to teach uh, biblical sound doctrine. The Lord says, I'm even going to do a new thing, even in the inside of your heart. Uh, because of the things that have happened, uh, some of the things that uh, have kind of made you not bitter, uh, but, you know, have left a kind of a stain. The Lord says, I'm removing that scar tissue and I'm going after that thing. I'm going to cause some healing and even a new fire to come upon you because it's something that you've been asking for. You say, Lord, I really want to serve your people with a pure heart. The Lord says, I give you back your words to let you know I heard your prayer and I'm going to get release it unto you. 
The Lord says, I also, also made you a leader of leaders. There are going to be more churches that begin to come to you because of the model that I've given you and the blueprint that I'm releasing to you in this dispensation of time from heaven. They're going to see that it's a blueprint that works. And then they're going to begin to copy your model. I see you writing a training manual. I don't know if you've already done it for other churches so that they can have a model on how to build teams. The Lord says, I'm giving you this responsibility. And um, I don't know if you've been asking for this, but I see a vacation. The Lord says, yes, I'm going to give you a time to uh, get away and to get refreshed. The father says there's some things that I need to show you and tell you in the secret place. So pull close to me. I see you for the next at least 90 days to six months, really feeling the urgency to get in God's presence because there's some things about the future that the Lord wants to tell you. And I see the Lord increasing your prophetic span. I don't know how far your span was before, but I see 10 to 50 years into the future where God is going to begin to show you things that are going to take place. And you're going to be able to prepare my people, says the spirit of the living God. church to to um, be a guard on that region guard in that region it's a place very much there's a lot of darkness there it's a lot of darkness very very suppressing it's very, most people cannot be able to survive what you've done there so far they've not been able to handle what you've done so far you're building something you're building something you're building something a structure building a structure i see like a it's a lighthouse i see this lighthouse that's this beacon through this dark because the darkness is so great i mean it's the darkness there there's a darkness over the minds of the people there's a darkness there and god has given you god has given you an insight and understanding and wisdom and skill in the prophetic to go through there and to bring light into their and to open up their darkened understanding. He's, you're bringing understanding and you're illuminating their mindset. You can begin to raise up watchmen in the area. You gotta raise, you guys cause you to guard the area, guard the region, guard the region, guard the area because there's nobody there that's qualified really. They don't understand it. But you accept the assignment. You accept the assignment. God's getting ready to give you inroads. Um, I see it as a um, inroads, even in races and between peoples. And, you're going to be begin to develop new um, connections within the region because of the light, because of the light. God says you're going to carry, you've, you're going to carry the great awakening for the region. You carry it. You're going to host it first. It's not the name of a church. You're hosting it. It's within you. And so you got to bring the awakening within the people. They're asleep right now. There's a sleep. There's a deep sleep there. They've been put to sleep. There's a spell in the region. There's a lot of there's witchcraft in the region. There's witchcraft in the region. There's witchcraft not far. This is my, you got to take back the high places. You got to go to these high places. Yeah, there's some, there's some, um, they, wow. Um, you're gonna have to have some strong intercessors rise up, really strong. They're gonna be able to deal um, with what you know that you're gonna begin to go into. It's a very strategic time. Intercessors gotta be strategic. They're gonna have to be strategic in their intercession um, because you're gonna have to navigate your way through the spirit realm because you guys are gonna begin to take back the night. You're gonna begin to govern the night and you're gonna take back the night. God says, get, get ready to seize the night. And so you gotta train them and develop them to govern the night. And to seize the night. God's going to allow you to take back the night. That's where the awakening's going to begin. The awakening begins at night. The awakening's going to begin. Something's going to happen tonight. It's like a midnight cry. Midnight cry. This midnight cry. That's going to cause the awakening. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to hear the cry. And I just, I just sense the Lord saying, Son, release those burdens to me. Because this belongs to me. 
the church belongs to me. The people belong to me. When you pray and you lay it at my throne, I begin to move. And I also hear God is, is cutting and he's piercing through some hearts. There's some words that you have spoken that have not always been received. There's some things that you have spoken that in some, some people actually have come up against them. But God says that as you speak the words, he's going to back the words. He's going to prove you and he's going to do the work in the people that needs to be done for the vision that he's placing in you to go forth. Yes, you are a light bearer. Yes, there's some light that you're going to have to show. You're going to have to put He's literally saying, put some new blood with the intercessors and some new people that you're going to have to mix in with some of the old people to bring some life to, to the intercessors, some real, real warriors that are going and they're actually going to see the attacks that are coming and see the plans of the enemy. But it's coming hard because you have a great, great impact, great impact for the kingdom of God. But he's saying, son, I need you to rest. You got to learn how to rest in me. There's some burdens that you carry that you're supposed to lay down at his throne, pray about it, give it to him, and then you keep moving. So there's some things you have not released that you have to lay down because it's going to weigh on you and make you tired and you got too much to do. So lay those things down, the ones that do not belong to you. They belong to God. So give them to him. Every night, don't go to sleep with them things on your mind and wake up with them still on your mind. Lay them down, give them to him. He's going to handle them. Pray about them and give them up. Glory to God. Amen. And I saw uh, actually a little bit of everything that everybody just said. Um, that whole um, um, urgency, that whole push. Uh, I saw it almost like a train, not the whole chugga, 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 but um, have you ever seen a chain, a train like moving really fast and you can almost not see how everything's operating like the I don't know what they're called, but the thing that makes the the things go around. Um, you can see those when you first start going, you see them kind of going like that. But you were moving so fast that you couldn't see how you were functioning. Um, and for some, this whole perfectionist thing would be um, a distraction. Uh, but I see you building and tearing it down, building and tearing it down because nope, this is not, this is, this is almost the design, but it's not the design that the father has given. Nope, this is almost it. So let's try it again and start all over. Uh, and the father um, celebrates your dedication and commitment. Um, even when you know that there are things that the father has given you and it doesn't seem like it's the way it was supposed to be there. We're just going to tear it down and start it back up. I saw the same thing, this whole, uh, so many different um, uh, teams. Um, there's this great apostolic anointing on you um, that a lot of even apostolic people and apostles miss is this area of delegation, equipping and releasing. There is such a grace on you to do, uh, um, I'm trying to figure out if I should say it like this. Um, to do exactly what should have been done for you earlier. Um, there is such a release that you're not going to like hoard them. Uh, the father does want you to be careful about just releasing them, even though that's not your heart. You want to make sure people are trained, developed and equipped, but something that should have been done earlier was not done. Um, and so it, you think it kind of stalled you and so it, it has not. You're right in the right place at the right time um, so that you can go and meet the people that you need to meet. Um, this is a season, says the Lord, where I'm about to, just like Prophet said, um, over the next, what, 
uh, 90 days to six months um, that he's going to keep wooing you. I see you being captured, um, like literally snatched away um, because he's about to move you into an area of the supernatural that is uh, strange. Uh, an area that um, is not common. And it looks like this is an area in the supernatural and the place of glory that you have experienced. Um, but because sometimes we get so busy um, that it's not the place that we live, if that makes any sense. Um, but in, the, in your younger years, there were times where you would get raptured in the glory of God and the things that you would see, my God, the things that you would hear. And the father is trying to take you back there so that you can bring and carry that glory. Um, Give me the name of the church again. Great Awakening. Great Awakening, um, because that's exactly I think Apostle Pringle uh, said it, that uh, the Great Awakening is on the inside of you. And so as he opens you up and cracks you open, there will be a Great Awakening in the house. And then that thing is going to flow right out. You are not missing it. You have not misheard. Uh, and if we want to go through some of the things, not just in who you're connected with, and it looks like Maybe I should tell you this privately, but it looks like some shifting um, in connections um, uh, for the ministry because of where you are going to go. Uh, I don't necessarily sense Saul and David kind of thing, um, but I do feel as if as you start moving forward, sometimes some of us uh, in our humanity can get um, not jealous, but maybe envious. Um, Say it. Um, you can't help them if you don't say it. <laughs> okay, so be careful of as you continue to go and grow, of people trying to pull you back and not be able to surpass them because you already have. Let's just accept the truth. You already have. And it doesn't take away from your ability to submit. It doesn't take away from the grace and the authority that you walk in. Um, but just like the uh, military officer who ranks as a captain, but their uh, older father or whoever uh, was just a corporal, they still respect them because they are a father. But my ranking is higher and it's not a pride thing. It's a making sure I understand thing because the impartation that you have to give to other people is going to have to cause you to recognize the authority that you walk in and not push back from it. And I'm done. Talk about this stuff. <laughs> Nobody inboxing me, calling me, or emailing me. I accept the word of the Lord. <laughs> Anybody else? We go. We go. Go. We're usually done by nine thirty. Oh, we, we made good time. Um, it's a half hour over. Listen, Saints. If you are watching right now. And you're like, well, they didn't really prophesy to me and I want some ministry. We're here every single Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. You can see right down below, right down there. You can shoot an email, prayshipman at gmail.com. And you can let us know you want ministry for you, your family, so on and so forth. And we will minister to them. Um, next week, we have some great guests. In addition to that, um, if you would like to be on the show, you can absolutely do that. Just inbox me. And uh, once we check your fruit, then we'll make sure that you um, you can come on and share with us and minister to us. We are excited about what the gathering is doing. Oh, uh, everybody, I always forget to do this. If you would like to sew, you can. Again, we don't. If you would like to sew, you can absolutely sew. We appreciate you. 
We appreciate you. One of the things that I love the most about God, the Bible says he who is forgiven much loves much. And I know all the things and the things that I'm going to be forgiven of. And so I love him so much and he treasures his children. And because you are his children, I treasure you. And so I, I love each and every one watching that will watching. We are praying for you. I appreciate you. And we will see you back here next week. God bless each and every one of you.